Well, today we come to the end of the Sermon on the Mount. This is from the seventh chapter of Matthew, beginning in verse 24, where Jesus says, Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams arose, the wind blew and built and beat against that house. But it did not fall because it was built on a foundation of rock. But a, a foolish, everyone who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams arose, the wind blew and beat against that house, and great was its fall. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the people were amazed because he taught them as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be seated, please. Some years ago, one of my favorite uh, preachers in California, John Ortberg, was talking about this passage of Scripture. And he said it reminded him of a famous classic in American literature. So while he was uh, talking about that, I was trying to scroll quickly through and, and think of some tale of disaster uh, in American literature. And I thought, well, you know, grapes of wrath, but that didn't really involve a rain. It involved wind. Uh, and then I thought, well, maybe Moby Dick, that involved water. And while I was processing that, he gave me the answer. And he said, this parable is like the story of the three little pigs. Well, I hadn't thought of the three little pigs as a classic in American literature. But when you think about the three little pigs and the parable Jesus uses today, they share some commonalities. Uh, they talk about uh, people who build or pigs who build, uh, troubles that come to what they build, and then the result of what happens. And so as we think about the, um, the story of Jesus this morning, I want to look at some things that are common uh, that, uh, between both builders, wise and foolish, and see if we can uh, learn from the story. The first thing that happened to the pigs and the wise and foolish men in the story is they all build a house. Everyone builds. Of course, in three little pigs, there's a straw and there's wood and there's brick. But uh, these men are building a house in Matthew 7. And uh, a house, I think Jesus is using as a metaphor for our life. We all are building a life. We're all building a character. We're all building a soul. We're all building a relationship with God and the world. And house building, therefore, is not optional. Everybody does it. You can't say, well, I'll just rent. Uh, all of us are building our life, and it's going in one direction or another. So that's what's in common. We all build a house. Second thing that's in common, interestingly, is that trouble comes to every house. Uh, in the three little pigs, the wolf comes to every door. Straw, wood, brick, doesn't matter. The wolf comes to the door and blows. In Jesus' parable, storms come to both homes. The water rises, the, so floods come, and, and winds blow. And one of the things that's also not optional about our human life is we are building a house and trouble's going to come to that house. Uh, we are all going to experience pain and difficulty at some point. It's just, it's, it's non-negotiable. It just comes with the territory. Jesus predicted as much. Earlier on the Sermon on the Mount in uh, Matthew 6, he said this, Don't worry about tomorrow. It will bring trouble of its own. And then in the John, the 16th chapter, he said, in this world, you will have trouble. 
Jesus pretty well gives us the forecast. We will have trouble in our life. Jesus wasn't exempt from trouble. Moses wasn't exempt from trouble. Jeremiah was never exempt from trouble. Paul was not exempt from trouble. And we will not be exempt either. Trouble will come to our life. could be economic pressures. It could be family tensions and difficulties. could be problems at work. could be an illness. But we can all expect that trouble will come to our house, that the waters will rise and the wind will blow. And it makes me realize that a good part of my life has been wasted trying to avoid trouble, trying to look out for trouble and see if I could get the other way as fast as I can. That may not have been the most helpful thing to do. Because here's what's different in the parable. Everyone builds a house. Everyone experiences trouble in their house. And then the final piece of the parable is that some houses stand against the trouble and some come crashing down. Now, of course, in the three little pigs, the wolf is able to blow two of the houses down because they are made of the wrong material. But Jesus isn't talking about building material at all. Do you remember last summer we talked about lessons in the desert all summer? I don't know if you remember that, but, but this basically is another desert lesson from the Bible. It's another desert, desert picture when you talk about rock and sand. Because quite frankly, when, if you've ever been to Israel, most of it's rock. You know pretty well if you're building, you're building on rock. Unless you are foolish enough to build on sand. And to build on sand almost by definition means you're building in a riverbed. Uh, they have dry riverbeds called wadis. And they can be dry for most of the year. They can be dry for two or three or more years. But eventually when snow melts or rain comes and it, and it flows into the desert, then the waters rise. And if you're in the riverbed, whatever is there is going to get washed away. Jesus isn't talking about building materials so much as he's talking about location. Where you build is significant. And if you're wise, you build on the rock. If you're foolish, you build on something that just will not stand when the waters come. Uh, I, I think that what Jesus would have us understand is there are a lot of places we put our hopes and dreams. There are a lot of places we build our lives that simply will not hold up when trouble comes. Mark Williams, I thought, had a great discussion of this when he preached for us a few weeks ago. And, and he listed some of the things that where we put our hopes and our trust, but, but they don't necessarily hold. Some of us may put it, um, our hope and our trust in our possessions. But anything that we own, by definition, can be lost. It can be taken away, and we cannot own it. Uh, economic cycles can turn and can turn quickly. And what we thought we had in the 401k is no longer there. Things can change quickly. And if we place it in our money, our possessions, uh, we may well wash it, get washed away or blown down. Uh, others put it in their career. If they can uh, have the right job, do well at that job, they figure everything in life will fall into place. But no one's career is immune from change. Uh, if you read the sports page this morning, it'll have a list for you of the famous people that got cut off their NFL football team yesterday, including Heisman Trophy winners. And people who look pretty secure in their profession no longer have one. Other people find that they invest so much of themselves in their possession that they turn around and find that in the exchange they've lost family or they've lost health. And it turns out not to be a good place on which to uh, base and build their life. 
Others may build it on, on being popular or liked or accepted. And so every interaction with another person is almost like a, a photo op. And, and you try to stage it to where you come off looking good. But we all know the truth, and that is people um, are very fickle. And sometimes for reasons that don't even make any sense, they may not like us. Or they may like us in one moment and not like us in the next. And, and around uh, my house, we call that a spouse who does that. But, I mean, th- people, people are fickle. Things change. You build there. And what happens when the water comes up? So the lesson this morning is everybody builds. And trouble comes for everybody. And who's going to stand in the trouble? And the answer, Jesus says, is those who build on rock. Well, what is it? Well, before I go there, let me just ask, why is it? Why would anyone build their house on sand? Why would they build in a riverbed? It it, it makes no sense at all. My very first trip to Israel in 1999, uh, we were in the desert. And um, a siren went off in the desert. And what that means is water's coming. And our leader told us that just a few months earlier, there had been school children from um, Israel looking for artifacts in a riverbed. The siren didn't go off or they didn't hear it. And some got washed away tragically in a flood. In 2007, uh, we were in the uh, Dead Sea area of Qumran. And, and it's got almost like a, a canyon wall uh, that water can come in. And there were climbers climbing the canyon wall there in the desert uh, while it was dry. The siren sounded, but the climbers thought, oh, we can make it up. And when we get up to this high level on the canyon wall, out of the, the water's way, we'll be safe. They didn't make it in time. The people in Israel knew that if you build on a riverbed, a place where water goes, you're in trouble. Why would you do that? Is it because you're not smart? Jesus says such a person is a fool, but I don't think so. I don't think a fool is a matter of IQ. If you look in Proverbs, fool is more a matter of spiritual arrogance. We build our houses on things that don't last because, quite frankly, we think we know better than God what makes life work. If we're honest, we really believe that we know more than Jesus about what's going to bring our life meaning and satisfaction. So we're going to do it our way. And Jesus must shake his head at the foolishness. And he encourages us to build on foundation. Well, what's that foundation? Last week we talked about that Jesus was the gate, so we build on Jesus himself, and we know him and live with him personally. But the other thing Jesus says is it's a matter of hearing his word and doing it. People who hear the word of God and do it, those are the people whose lives will still be together when the floods come and the wind blows. Well, I think we can help you at least hear the word of God. You may have already seen one of these. It's called You've Got the Time, beginning on Monday, September 27th, as we start our second century together as a church. Uh, I'm going to invite you to participate in a Bible listening program. You can listen to the Word of God um, 28 minutes a day for 40 days, and you will hear the entire New Testament. Quickly, I want to tell you that originally most everyone heard the Bible before they read it. When Paul sent a letter, it was read out loud to the people who had gathered uh, for worship. When the Gospels uh, were first passed down, we believe that Peter was dictating them to Mark. So Mark was hearing them to write it down, at least in the Gospel of Mark. The, The Bible is meant to be heard even before it's meant to be read. So we'll be able to hear 
the Word of God. So if you haven't picked one of these up, you can pick one up this week. And then on the 26th of September, we're going to have mass distribution to make sure everyone gets one of these. Um, this is basically uh, a CD you put in your computer to download uh, to an MP3 player. Uh, so if you don't have a teenager in your family, um, uh, we'll be able to give you some help with that. And there also will be some options. There are just some sticks uh, that almost fun- function like an MP3 player with, uh, with earbuds uh, that we also will have available for those of you who don't have teenagers um, to, like I do to help you uh, do that. And so we can help you hear the word. But as for doing it, as for doing it, well... Remember, you're not alone, so Jesus will help you, but the rest then will be your part.